Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gots or at the Locked On Yankees handle. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. We also have a Google voicemail set up. You can call 845-445-7455. You can ask questions, leave comments, either about the Yankees or about the podcast. We just ask that you refrain from using profane language. Again, that's 845-445-7455. To the people who have already left messages, thank you for being polite. I appreciate it. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode which will be a positive one because the Yankees had a big win last night against Tampa. And it was jam-packed with action. Home runs, near brawls, game-saving double plays. But before we get into that, you can get Locked on Yankees and all other Locked on podcasts straight to your phone on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. When you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcasts Locked on Yankees. Waking up after a win is so much better than waking up after a horrible loss. Although I will admit that when the Yankees exploded for all of those runs late in the game, I got really angry about Monday night's game again because they should have won it. They should be up two games to none so far in this series. But let's talk about positive things. Let's talk about guys who needed to hit for power, hitting for power last night. I'm talking about Aaron Judge and Didi Gregorius. Now, Aaron Judge has been hitting lately. He just hasn't been hitting the ball out of the park. And it happened again last night, earlier in the game. And in his at-bat, in the bottom of the eighth, He just missed a home run by about seven or eight feet. And when that happens, you're thinking, okay, maybe, maybe he'll hit the ball out of the park if he gets another good read on a ball. And sure enough, he did. 3-2 to Judge. Lifted in the air again. Deep right center. Going back. Gone! Aaron Judge puts the Yankees on top here in the bottom of the eighth. Wow. Big hit for Aaron Judge. He put the Yankees up 4-3, which, while I was happy they were up 4-3, I was thinking to myself, "Um, we need more runs. We, meaning the fans, need more runs from the Yankees, so our anxiety level in the top of the ninth isn't so high. (laughs) Because of the flashbacks we all were inevitably going to have because of Monday night's game. And I should mention, Judge's home run was with two outs. Then the Yankees load the bases with two outs, and Didi Gregorius comes up to bat. And that will load the bases for Didi Gregorius. One, two. Drill! Deep right field! No doubt about it! Grand slam for Didi Gregorius into the bleachers in right field! And the Yankees have busted this game open here in the bottom of the eighth. It's now eight to three. And the pitch that he hit for his grand slam was nowhere near the zone. It was, according to Jack Curry, I think he said it was four feet off the ground. It was a high pitch. It was taller than that bagel guy dude who was ranting in the store last week. That's how high that pitch was. And Didi's grand slam was very reminiscent of his home run in the wild card game against the Twins in 2017, where the ball landed, the reaction of the crowd when he hit the ball. It just... 
it felt like that kind of a game. And it does seem silly to say that a game played on July 16th was a big game for the Yankees, but it was a big game because of the way Monday night's game ended up and because of the way last night's game was going until the latter innings, the Yankees were in real danger of losing this series to the Rays and letting them back in the race. So now we know there won't be a sweep at the hands of the Rays. Yankees could still win three out of four and they could sweep. You never know. But at least it's not going to be a sweep the other way, which was a real thing that could have happened. (laughs) So last night, Edwin Encarnacion hit another home run. This time it was in the second inning, and this time it was 435 feet, another no-doubter. Here's Edwin Encarnacion. Stanek is still in there. Encarnacion has just put Duke Snyder in the rearview mirror. Wow. This one is gone, and we're tied at one. I'll tell you what, that parent's going to get tired. <laughs> making a lot of trips lately. Next up is Mark Teixeira with 409. That's 408 home runs now for Edwin Encarnacion. DJ LeMayhew hit a home run in the sixth inning. Stepping in the leadoff hitter is LeMayhew. Listen, right field and deep. That ball is gone. A home run for DJ LeMayhew. And the Yankees have trimmed the Rays lead to three to two here at the bottom of the sixth. His 13th of the season. Judges was his 10th of the season. His also was an oppo taco. And Didi Gregorius hit his fifth of the season. And I believe it was his fourth Grand Slam in his career. So between the top and the bottom of the sixth inning, CeCe Sabathia and Avisail Garcia got into a thing, which turned out to be a misunderstanding. But something always seems to happen with CeCe in the race. (laughs) CeCe said after the game that it was a misunderstanding. Avisail Garcia, you know, said, I didn't say anything. I respect him. He's a good competitor and it's fun to face him. Uh, he was trying to do his job. I was trying to do my job. So there's no problem at all. I I just, every time Cece gets mad and someone has to hold him back, this time it was Didi Gregorius. I just, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have someone as big as Cece yelling at you. That's got to be one of the scariest things in the world, especially if he's like walking toward you. <laughs> so Didi Gregorius said that he was tired from holding CC back. Sabathia joked that he didn't know that Gregorius was that strong. And reporters asked Aaron Boone if he thought the little tiff between CC and Garcia, you know, created a spark. And Boone said, I think we're always pretty lit. Are we all lit? We're playing in this place. We know who we're up against. I don't think we needed any extra motivation. I mean, we'll take it, but I don't think that played into that. So as you all remember last year, things got really testy between the Yankees and the Rays in a game on September 27th. It was the game that CC Sabathia was ejected like two innings before he would earn his bonus, but the Yankees gave him the bonus anyway. And, um, you know, they were hit by pitches. No, that's not how you pluralize it. Hits by pitches. I've never had to pluralize that. Anyway, someone wants to tell me how to say that. There were multiple guys hit by pitches. Okay. And Sabathia was ejected, and (laughs) that was when he said, that's for you, bitch. Remember that? Yeah. So anyway, there's history between the two teams, especially with CeCe Sabathia. You know, I think these two teams are sick of facing each other. I know that we're all sick of watching them face each other, and thankful after this series that 
There's only two more head-to-head games. Again, it was a big win for the Yankees last night. It was their 60th win of the season. How many of you thought that the Yankees would get their 60th win on July 16th without Luis Severino and without Dellen Batances? You're all liars if you said you thought they would. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Last night, in the top of the fourth inning, after Yandy Diaz hit his home run to put the Rays up 3-1, Avisel Garcia hit a fly ball to left field that easily could have been a home run. Thank goodness Brett Gardner caught the ball to end the inning, but two fans leaned over the fence to try and catch the ball, basically stealing it away from Brett Gardner. Oh boy. Okay. After the Jeffrey Mayer incident back in 1996, they made it so it would be hard for anyone to reach over the fence at old Yankee Stadium. I think they put like extra railings there that stuck out so you couldn't reach over the fence. And then they build the new stadium and they make it even easier for people to interfere with balls in play, reach over the fence to grab balls in play. I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but in the 2017 ALCS, during that big inning that the Yankees had when they were down in the eighth inning, I think it was game four, and Aaron Judge hit a ball that looked good off the bat and then you thought, okay, it's going to be a double off the wall. And some douchebag flops his whole body over the fence to try and reach for this ball that was in play. I don't understand the Yankees' thinking for how they built the new stadium. There's so many things wrong with the new stadium that drive me crazy. And there's nothing I can do about it because what they spend, $1.4 billion on it. Like, don't even get me started about Monument Park and how much I hate it. I call it Monument Cave because it looks like a cave. It looks like they built the whole stadium and thought, "Uh uh-oh, we forgot Monument Park. Let's stick it underneath the giant restaurant in Centerfield. So anyway, last night, a guy and a girl, they're probably together, nearly interfered with Brett Gardner catching that ball. I don't know what the Yankees need to do to stop this from happening. And it's not only me. Other people get annoyed by this too. But the Yankees really need to do something about this. This can't keep happening. Because that could have been a really bad thing. They could have interfered with Gardner. He could have muffed the catch and the Rays would have been up 4-1 at that point. Who knows how the rest of the game could have gone. It could have been another loss for the Yankees just because of that home run. A whole bunch of things could have happened. So, dear Hal Steinbrenner, address this issue, please. And thank you. I forgot to mention this in segment one, but the top of the seventh was a very important inning for the Yankees. Nestor Cortez Jr. came in to replace Sabathia. He got Austin Meadows to strike out swinging. Then he allowed a double to Willie Adamas. He walked Kevin Kiermeyer. He walked Mike Zanino. Then Aaron Boone went to David Hale with the bases loaded and Travis Darnode up. Thank Jehovah. <laughs> Darnode grounded into a double play. DD bobbled the ball a little bit, but he got it to Torres, who threw it to Voigt. They ended the threat. And it was still 3-2 at that point. That was a big double play. That was another moment that could have been a game changer. And the Yankees got through it. And at that point, you think, okay, they keep him at 3-2. Maybe they can chip away. And instead of chipping away, they exploded in the eighth inning. Which was great. Because 
the offense hasn't looked great since London, honestly. And there are still some guys who were cold, and they all seemed to wake up in the eighth inning. Gary Sanchez had looked horrible most of the game. I think he struck out three times. Gary, where are you? He got a double in that bottom of the eighth. Gary! Luke Voigt also hasn't looked very good at the plate. He got a single. Aaron Judge, as I said, he'd been hitting, but he hadn't hit any home runs in a while. And he hit a home run. The eighth inning, I don't know what happened. It all—it seemed like they all woke up at the same time. Hopefully this will be something that they build upon. That would be lovely. Tonight's matchup is Yanni Chirinos against Domingo Herman. Chirinos is making his fifth start against the Yankees. This season, again, scheduling. Herman defeated the Rays way back on May 10th. He's looked good since he's come back from the injured list. He has 11 wins. He's looking for number 12. Should be a good one. Before I go, I'd like to say that I am really enjoying the booth of Kenny Singleton, Paul O'Neill, and David Cohn. I think they're doing a great job. They feed off each other well. They sound like they're having a lot of fun in the booth. And I think that Michael Kay's vocal cord surgery is a blessing in a way because we get to have these games where you hear from former players and their perspective. And the good thing about the three of them is they're not the type of former players who are get-off-my-lawn former players and don't constantly bitch and moan about the current state of baseball. I also am enjoying Buck Showalter in the studio. Jeff Nelson has been doing a really good job on Yes. I think that Yes is doing a really good job of picking which former players and managers they have on their shows and their broadcasts, and they make the game experience that much more enjoyable. I want to send good wishes out to John Sterling because he missed more games. He's obviously not feeling well, so everyone cross your fingers that he's okay. And that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. When you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this show and spread the word about this show to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday. Go Domingo Herman, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.